say right now. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go. Okay. Hello. We are doing a podcast and a vodcast simultaneously. So you can either watch us on YouTube or you can listen to us on iTunes and wherever we are. Hi, I'm Marcus J. Richardson. Hi, I'm Claire Tilliard. We are a uh, couple, basically, who've just had a baby. This is Claire's third and my first. And we're going to basically be doing podcasts about being parents, which I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, vodcasts and all sorts of different things, but we're just going to bring our odd little life to the table, aren't we? Yeah, crazy life, which we'll tell you all about. Yeah, I mean, my life in general has been pretty crazy, as as, as yours, to be fair. Is it yeah, not? I guess so. Yeah, I guess um, so. And we've More got... so with you around, but you know. Well, I mean, of course, I bring... No, no, Shadow, you don't eat, no. eat that. You can't eat that. We've got a dog who's just playing Havoc right now. Uh, we got a dog Well, we who... have a puppy, a monster puppy... Yeah. That you decided to buy whilst I was massively pregnant. Don't make out that this was only my decision. You wanted that dog as much as anybody did. I mean, and I did. I did. I can't lie. But and we did decide to get a bigger dog because Claire has had a poor experience with a little dog. He's going to knock your drink over if you're not careful. Shadow. Don't you dare go for the gin. Come away. No. <laughs> You've had a bad experience with a little dog before, haven't you? Yes, it was a pug poodle cross and it was insane. It was literally nuts. And Shadow's obviously much better. And I have two crazy children. We've digressed so, a little bit though here, haven't we? we have haven't we? Really, we haven't really told anyone what, why we're doing this, but we're going to be doing different topics each week, which will hopefully drive the episodes. Shadow is literally... St- just stood right in front of my face, I'm sure. But basically, we <laughs> Good we'll, boy. We'll, we'll be doing different topics each week. This topic, this week's topic. What did we say this week's topic's going to be? Well, I think just an introduction to our life and what's going on. Should we just talk about our week as well each week, maybe? I think that's yeah, a good thing. Yeah, that's a good idea. Obviously, we're not winging this at all. Yeah. And, you know, are you going to try and start humping your mum's leg? He's about to, yeah. but he's changed his mind. Uh, no, stop. Basically, this has been inspired by maybe a bit of a bad week, really. I've been getting therapy now for, well, I say therapy. I've been going to peer support with Mind for, what, probably eight months now? Yeah, I'd say so. Because basically, I I mean, I suffer with generalized anxiety and depression, and I'm quite open about my mental health. I haven't always been, but I have in recent years, shall we say. Uh, Basically, since I've been with Claire, I've been a lot more open about it because I guess it's jeopardized a lot of other relationships, not just with partners, but with friends and other work relationships in the past because I haven't dealt with certain issues. So I have been trying to get help on the NHS. That was very difficult. And we'll maybe go into more about that in other episodes. But this week I went to my first private therapy session. I now officially have a therapist, ladies and gentlemen. But I needed to, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I mean, I think it's really important to be open about this, especially being a new parent and being a, well, what would you call it? Blended family, yeah, so I guess yeah, for those who are Maybe listening... Maybe we should explain that. We should explain yeah, that. Before so, we go on to this week, Claire, just explain what you're in possession situation. of. Situation. <laughs> so I was married. I had two children. Technically still married. Yeah, bone of contention. And both of whom have additional needs. So I have a son who's autistic and I have a daughter who has an adrenal insufficiency. And what that means basically is that she has to have a steroid replacement every four to six hours in the 24. So if you throw autism and medication requirements into the mix. Medication in the middle of the night, every night. For yeah, 4am, which so, is fun. Really fun. Yeah. yeah, so that's crazy. 
and complicated and the level of care required there is quite intense also work almost full-time most of the time and we've just had a newborn baby yeah and she decided to get with a guy who's got depression and anxiety problems and an anger problem and uh, a really big forehead so that's <laughs> that's a, a lovely combination to throw into the mix but we, we you know we are weird and wonderful and there are lots of ups and downs but most of all as wanky as this sounds there's a lot of love in the family i put a baby in her and she popped it out recently seven weeks ago and here she is you can see look at her I mean, so we've lo- had i mean she looks angelic right now but we've had about two hours of screaming yeah we were going to yeah. start this podcast a while ago but two um, hours ago she's but... been raging the entire time that's why we look so tired <laughs> yeah uh, i mean i'm saying that obviously i look 20 times more tired than she does because she's a professional this is her third this is my first and i'll be honest i guess this is the time to get onto it it's you know it has almost killed me really all, all joking, the new dad vibe yeah all joking aside you were quite cocky about it in pregnancy can i just say hang on a second i wouldn't say cocky um I mean, I don't know what other word to use. And also... You were cocky. It's it's more... Because the thing is, is we, we, we're currently in a lovely, lovely abode, but it's too small for the inhabitants. There's what? There's three kids, a dog, and two adults in a two-bedroom house. Yeah. And we had bought another house. We were weeks away from moving in, and it all fell through due to one thing mm. or another. People buy it, pulling out of here, and then... Yeah, so that's been difficult, has it not? Really difficult. And I think we coped with it incredibly well at the time we were angry we were upset but it really was the linchpin to moving forward wasn't it because we're so squished in here you moved in well late in my pregnancy i haven't really moved in i mean i'm still not moved in because all of my stuff is in storage uh, because we were waiting to move somewhere else i i have like i mean if we keep doing this podcast vodcast thing from here for the next six months you will only see me in three different outfits <laughs> you'll see me in many i have four tops oh my god that's they're a band anyway sorry uh i digress four tops no, i don't know the listeners will know what i'm talking okay. about the no, listeners will know anyway i digress so this week i've been a bit of a bellend really claire's had a moments but not quite been a bellend more of foreskin shall we say uh sorry i don't know why, why we've gone there because i'm nervous about talking about the fact that yeah i had my first therapy session uh i had a therapist when i was about 20 after my mum died for anyone who doesn't know us very well basically my mum died when i was 19 and claire's dad passed away when she was 21 21 so we've both got a very similar thing in common there so we can relate to each which other. helps in our relationship a lot because it's a profound thing to go through and it affects you from that very second for the rest of your life I believe and I think we really understand that about each other yeah and it's really helped bring us together in a lot of moments yeah and we've both had our ups and downs in the relationship whether it's been simultaneously or individually as I say I've been getting therapy with mind peer support which is you know I think everyone would benefit from just sitting in a room full of people you don't really know just chatting about your problems and being it's been a lifesaver for you it was the really it was the start of getting better and realizing actually I think it's really important to talk about that that that's why we're doing this and you did say that in the beginning but that is why we're doing this because we want people to kind of have something to relate to i think there's so much out there that paints this picture perfect 
world and we have this beautiful beautiful newborn baby but the hard things are the things that are not put out there and that's really what we yeah. want to be massively open about yeah and we did have a little discussion before this about how open we were going to be and obviously it was a bit like look, where are we going to go with this and i think there's no point us doing it unless we are honest because yeah there might be a few tears there might be a few laughs and jokes well there'll be a lot of tears from me because i'm weak as piss but no wrong I'm, no we shouldn't be saying that absolutely we? the wrong phrase i know it's, it's i need to this is the thing this is the problem but that is the perception is is it's great that you've said that because that's the perception that people would have of themselves and that and that's why we're doing this because it's the wrong perception. Yeah, and, I, and actually, we need to it's change that. Shocked me because I'd never say that about somebody else. No, you wouldn't. No. And uh, you were saying to me because I'm the one that feels much more uncomfortable with. I'm quite a private person, and I find it really difficult to talk about myself. But you said to me, "Well, the people you follow on Instagram that you talk to me about, and you're really passionate about, are the people that talk about their child with ASD." And they find it really hard and they're open about that. And so there's absolutely no point in doing that if you're not going to be honest. And we want it to be really authentic. Yeah, basically last night, it was last night, I went to a therapist and it was hard, but very important to do. I've been on this path to recovery for a long time now, but I've fallen off the path a few times. And I think every time I do something like going to get therapy, it, it does make me realise how much I need professional help which is hard to admit really hard to admit we may as well be straight about it i've not been good to have around yeah i mean that's really brave of you to say and i think it is important to highlight behavior that isn't at that level that's unacceptable to somebody you know there's 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 kind of a real level where for me i would say this is unacceptable we're not together anymore because i've been in that situation and that's not the case at all but it's very clear since we've got to the level I think where we're really sleep deprived and mm. we have a lot of stress in life at the moment with the house falling through a lot's happened we have a lot of stress we're looking after two children with additional needs which you do equally 50% of with me you lived on your own previously getting nine hours sleep in the 24 <laughs> and this is all a massive shock which to um, be honest i thought i would be able to deal with a lot better than i have because i am a bit nocturnal in my head so i've always thought that means i can handle no sleep that's not the case is it different all I mean, of this those is past things, our bedtime now like we're both yeah like... <laughs> all of those things combined i think have kind of culminated in this place that you're in where it's been really difficult for you to cope and like you say it's, it's not been a shock to me because I've done it twice before mm. and I've done it twice before where it's it, been much more difficult yeah so this is almost a bit of a breeze having a in inverted commas normal baby yeah you know it's my third so it's different all of those things are, are very different the, all the emotions I feel are not new and mm. so you know for you that's been really difficult to cope with and that behavior that you're talking about this is not at an unacceptable level but yeah that anger you know you've woken up very angry in the mornings and i think it's what, created an atmosphere in the house that's quite hard to deal with yeah. and tread on an eggshells and you know so i think hopefully a lot of people can relate to that that it's not it's not behavior that's 
not normal, but it's not nice. There's a lot of things could have escalated if you'd not understood and you'd not handled me better. You've got to a point now where you can handle me like like that a lot better than you used to and not take it personal and therefore yeah. it doesn't escalate because you you know that it's nothing to do with you or the kids. It's just a literally well, potentially a chemical imbalance. We don't really know what it is and that's again why I'm getting professional help. But you have been very helpful and uh, not to blow your trumpet too much because you've been really difficult sometimes. unhelpful at times <laughs> really actually unhelpful. probably for the first year of our relationship i was unhelpful and then the because nine i didn't understand and we've <laughs> been together that long so basically the last couple of weeks you've been great but uh no all joking aside like right. you know we've both been difficult to each other at times but yeah of course i should also explain that i find things really difficult i had a quite a difficult pregnancy. It wasn't a difficult pregnancy at all, but emotionally it was a difficult pregnancy because I was going through a lot. No, you need to, this is the thing, you're never going to admit that something was hard because you can't admit that, but the pregnancy was hard for you because because of the emotional side. And it's like, yes, oh, it what wasn't is, physically How hard, you define but... a difficult pregnancy isn't just about necessarily the physical nature, the me- no, mental nature, as with life, physical health and mental health are just as important as each other. And mentally, it was a bit of a war. It was, yeah, it really was. What made it more of a war was that I didn't recognise what I was feeling and I didn't talk about it. And I sort of just thought that, I guess I thought you were being mean to me and not, and that we weren't getting on, but really it was my behaviour that was causing a lot of that. And I, I recognised that in hindsight, and maybe towards the end of my pregnancy was a lot more expressive about how I felt, but I did feel really, really down. Obviously, that pregnancy was a bit of a surprise, shall we say. No. And the so, thing is, well, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't want kids. And I met Claire, she'd already got two, and I was kind of like, oh, someone else's kids, yeah, that can work, I'll go with that. And... You know, Claire was like, you know, my two kids are both have special needs and are really difficult. And I was like, yeah, cool. And then, you know, after a while, I grew to absolutely adore them. And then when Claire got pregnant, it was never a difficult decision for me. It was always 100%. It wasn't, no. It, it was a really, I'll admit, it was a really difficult decision for me yeah. with the two children that I have already and their needs, I wasn't sure whether I could cope with a newborn on top of that, another child. It's a huge responsibility and I would never want to not do it right because I'm such a perfectionist. But I think that's part of why I didn't want kids because, I mean, my job is I'm a, a content creator, filmmaker, for those that don't know or do know or whatever. But for me, uh, supporting a family is very important. Yeah. Well, no, also very important. And if I couldn't do that, then I didn't want to do that. But then with you and you know i realized it was possible it was just possible i just felt possible everything just all of a sudden felt possible as soon as she became pregnant she became pregnant as soon as you became pregnant with her everything just sort of became possible in my head which was priceless and made the decision a whole lot easier and of course there was a few backs and forths but i think deep down i knew you were always going to fall on the same side because you know we, again i keep using this word wanky but without sounding too wanky like we do have an immense amount of love for each other and that in itself was enough I think as a foundation to know that we were going to be able to give her a good life. We met later in life after quite a lot of life experience. I I say later in life and we're only 35 and... 34 you were, I was 35. No, I'm saying now. All right, well I'm I'm 35, you're 36. You know, I've been married before and we've had... Still married. Significant, (laughs) okay. (laughs) We've had significant relationships before and that we've learned a lot from so I think when you meet at that stage things 
escalate really quickly because you know what you want and what you don't want and we've always really had we've had this kind of tumultuous but incredibly significant and passionate and deep uh, we've had this really deep relationship that we both knew was really special what are you doing to my microphone i've just got hair on it we've not we're not always nice to each other no no <laughs> um as we found out well, no i was about to say as we found out recently but we haven't found that out recently that's been oh, pretty yeah. consistent i think i would like to think that most people could say that about their relationships well i mean who knows we're gonna go with that because obviously it's been a you know common denominator with our relationships so you know <laughs> yeah i think it's one of those things obviously some relationships are more volatile than others but at the end of the day i think what people see with arguments is quite often it can be oh no the beginning of the end but for us you know it's just the beginning of a couple Pond. of really shit days so, yeah. yeah you know and, and and we know that we're going to come out of it and we know we love each other and we know that even sometimes it takes certain people a couple of days to take responsibility like it's always there you always take responsibility i have to take responsibility because my actions normally tend to be a little bit more extreme overzealous i was gonna go with but um extreme i wouldn't say extreme necessarily but maybe look at the end of the day this is why i'm getting help i have a, i have an anger problem i have had an anger problem ever since i was a child really mm. Mm, like you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've told me i know the people have too but the, the the thing is is for me i have tried to get help in the past and it has worked and then i've you know made catastrophic mistakes in my life and had difficult things happen and the things out of my control happen we were actually having an interesting chat about how things that are out of your control Control can have an impact on the things that are in your control and then yes you know like claire last week oh you didn't go to tai chi yesterday either no, i didn't rebook it oh we'll rebook it for next week basically yeah, claire one of the one of the things that we've noticed since we've had the babies claire doesn't really get a lot of me time do you no as i'm sure a lot of mums don't no but it's important but... for some guys and if there are any guys listening there probably isn't but if there are any guys listening you got to give your lady some me time you got to give each other me time mm-hmm. but i think claire is lacking in that massively not very good at taking it not to, i mean i must point out that you are very facilitative and you encourage that you always have only when before. you let me though like, yeah you don't, so you... it's my problem is what i'm trying to admit you're not it very is... good at accepting help no it's my problem and i'm just like no no it's fine you know you'll say you go out with the dog you have some time to yourself hang on a second and that sounds like... like i'm just sending her out with a dog like it's not <laughs> no, it's just an example <laughs> it was an example but it's a good suggestion yeah it's a really good suggestion because i absolutely love going out with the dog i love my dog walks and it really is great for my mind i listen to my music and it's brilliant being out in nature but i I just kind of even today you said to me no go go and it was around school pickup time for my older two and I was like no no it's fine I'll just pick them up and then I'll go out on the dog walk obviously and then they'll want to come with me and you were just like go go now I'll do if you're not back in time I'll do the pickup with the baby and that's what you did yeah but it's actually quite sad that you're seeing that as like a big win though like getting out with the dog like that is with how things are though that is a big win yeah I guess so but like I mean you'd booked Tai Chi let's get back to that basically you booked Tai Chi and you burst a tire on the way I say you burst a tire you didn't get out and pop the tire on the way but I imagine having been in the car with Claire a few times that you were probably driving a little bit a little bit overzealous maybe Maybe. 
was just at a normal speed on a really bad road. Yeah, but the point is, is with lots know, of potholes, things that are out of your control. Like that was te- that was out of her control. But then you know that stresses you out, and then the things that are in your control then become more difficult because everything's then more difficult. And you know, like obviously the ha- the people buy- pulling out of buying our house that was out of our control, and things have spiraled. That you know, specifically for me, things have spiraled where I've not been able to to detect why. Again, I keep going back to this professional health thing, but without that, you know, like it was such an eye opener yesterday when someone can say to you, oh, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? And then you go, oh, that's why I feel like this mm-hmm. all the time. And it's just, it's wanky again. It's the third time I've used that word. I'm not going to say it again today, but you know, it's okay to not be okay. And that's really important that you, as partners, mm-hmm. you say that to each other. I mean, you know, you, you did have a bad weekend last weekend and I was like quite, I think, helpful in helping you kind of come to a realization about yourself a little bit about that you are feeling shit sometimes. Yeah, I didn't want to admit, I guess, that I struggled after the baby was born a little bit this time because things, they are really stressful, aren't but we they? Just lost, it was, again, it's the same culmination of things. Like That was two days after the the tire had popped and the, the, then quick fit didn't turn up. And the house had fallen through. We We were kind of obviously sleep deprived and the new baby and then the other two and kids are having trouble at school or one of them is having trouble at school there was a lot going on that week and I think yeah I had a bit of a realization kind of I guess pushed by you to say you're pushed is quite a harsh word encouraged maybe no I, but I think it's important that we say that you did push that out of me because I was not ready to admit it mm. and I would not have said babe I feel really down Mm. i wouldn't have said that to you no i guess not because i'm so defensive about it because i'm just like well that means i'm not doing a good job and i think a lot of women would relate to that and when i look back at my past pregnancies i think with my first with my eldest boy i definitely had postnatal depression i didn't want to meet anybody i shied away from meeting up with my friends i'd make plans and i'd cancel them i just would rather sit at home all those little things make me look back and think yeah I was really down mm. not so much at all with my second which is weird because she it was way harder I think it's really important to note though that you are not doing a bad job and despite feeling like that you are not doing a bad job and all those mums out there that are, are listening thinking am I doing a bad job I'm pretty certain I can say you're not because it, if you have that consciousness and you're worried yeah. about doing a bad job it actually means you're probably putting such a huge amount of effort and pressure on yourself yeah so you're probably doing things 10 times better than i am honored to be doing this with you like obviously we're we're bigging each other up there'll be plenty of episodes where we're not doing that we have had a whole week of been really horrible to each other yeah i wouldn't say a whole week it was like this is the thing it was but it was a couple of days but it feels like a month you know when when you're in when you're in it it's harsh you know and sometimes we come out like basically to describe it the only way you come out of it is one of you offers the other one an olive branch and the other one accepts it if they want if one offers the olive branch and the other one doesn't accept it then For it's the, three days then it kicks off and then it, it's a back and forth the other one offers an olive branch the other one doesn't accept it because that one wasn't accepted previously and it's a tit for tat stubborn bollocks thing that you know i mean maybe that's just us i don't know but well it might be just us that is how we, we roll we are very guilty of just being stubborn idiots really we are yeah um I, I, oh, I don't know if i don't know again if this is just us or other people can relate to this but we have such an amazing deep emotionally intelligent this connection that's just crazy that means that this this we have felt is so special mm. to both of us and and like nothing that we've ever had before yeah but, but you know and what then, comes with that 
are really tough times also because we're so at the minute we feel like that's compromised or that the other one has kind of hurt the other it just we crash we feel like we feel so deeply hurt just as much as we feel so deeply loved so I understand you more than I've understood anybody I've ever been with because you tell me exactly what you feel and for you just saying I can't cope most people don't say that you know it's really important it's amazing that you say that because I instantly change my thought process and I'm just like wow he's really struggling today I thought he was just in a mood I thought he was just choosing to be a dick that day and really, by you saying, I can't cope, you're, you're screaming out for me to help you and love you and support you. I hope that a lot of people will listen to this and think, wow, maybe that's what's happening to my partner and maybe I can understand them a bit better. And, you know, we are this kind of really quite unique blended family there's a lot of blended families out there now i know that but ours is quite i'll be honest until today i've never heard the term blended family so no i don't i've never heard of it i've never heard the term blended family but i like it we're part of a blended family you know shadows blending in i mean with how pale me and her are we will blend into any white wall or radiator (laughs) so you know so hopefully people can relate to that because there are a lot of struggles i also hope that for men they can understand that sometimes when their partner is getting at them let's just say and I'm not saying you've been getting at me. No, but let me let me finish. Like it might come across as that, but quite often your partner is expressing anxiety there and she's anxious about something and feels maybe that she's yeah. not being supported or not being helped, uh, you know, or not. Something is going on yeah. there and it's not about kind of, and that's when, but that's when. Oh, why are they moaning at me all the time? Yeah, that's when communication's key. You have to look at key. yourselves. You have to look at each other. You have to look at your relationship. It's not. But you it's have not to, that person's fault. Whether it's the man or the woman or the man and the man and the woman and the woman, it doesn't matter. Like you need to be able to say to your partner, you're right. And the other person needs to be comfortable enough to go, do you know what? No, I feel absolutely dog shit today. And I don't mm. know why maybe, or I do know why. And it's because you're being a twat or you've not done this. Or, you know, like you said you were going to do that and you've not done that. And now I'm having to do it. Like there's 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 so many things that actually like for me, you'll, be, you, you'll say to me, oh, you've not done that. And I'm like, Right, I'm so sorry. I'll do it now. I genuinely didn't know, and and I think you'll admit that you've gone. Oh, I should have just said it to him. You know, like and he's, he's yeah. doing it straight away. And uh, you know. well, because I don't say anything until I get to the point where I'm really annoyed and really angry. So it comes out as a complete attack. Yes, it does, and then I get very defensive. I think we both have a touch of self sabotage about us. Where oh, definitely, I, and I've. I've been there before mm. and it is a defense mechanism because especially for me having a quite a long period of being a single mum you you bring up those defenses and no one is knocking them down because you have to you have to be so strong and everything for everybody but that starts where we lost our parents yeah I guess it does yeah because then I lost a husband that feeling of loss is that perpetuated and so the defenses become higher yeah. it, it's really hard to bring that down because I got to such a kind of state of independence and I was completely you know bossing it as a single mum finally and then to let somebody in is really hard so then something goes wrong with me and you or 
And you probably didn't hear the dog fart then because the microphone's not going to pick that up, but he's just done the loudest fart. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> it's timing. Jesus. Sorry. I wonder if it's going to waft over here. Oh, the now. scent will certainly <laughs> join us at some point. If we had smell of vision, you'd be getting it first because he's nearer the camera than he is us. Oh, it's bad. Sorry, I'm scared. I can't what I'm saying now. For me, that's where those feelings come from. And when I feel like all the whole thing is threatened because you sensationalize that in your mind don't you when you're yeah, arguing you well we do me. the yeah. proverbial you yeah, yeah. all those defensives come back up they certainly do and i think for me personally my defenses are the same manifest as anger and fear and anxiety is fear depression is internalized how do mine manifest how do your what anxieties manifest mm. how do my defenses manifest so you get angry when you're feeling that way. How you do I get? Very calmly. It was like the other day when you just laugh in my face about me not handling the situation very well. And then we'll say something like when you go, oh, it's the Mark show. And it's just <laughs> the most annoying thing in the world. Just, just to say that not everybody's like you because they don't have your level of intelligence and calmness in that situation. And that's both a quality and a massive, horrible thing to have in a relationship for me because it's like... You, you love it and hate it. I love that amazing, bolshy, clever quality about you until it's coming at me and then it's like... Ah, it's used against Fuck you. off, leave me alone. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Marriages are hard, relationships yeah. are hard, and with hopefully me. with us talking about these things, people will recognise that maybe in their relationships and think to themselves, oh, I do that in in my arguments, and is that because I actually just feel really hurt in those moments and I can't express that? Yeah. Because all, all that's happening is that I am so hurt by something that you've said, I'm cut massively deep by it. But we cut each other deep, and and, and that's yeah. the problem is that when we're cutting each and other, and it's a deep, reaction to that because we then of cut each other deeper. And yeah. we we you know I, I I guarantee there's plenty of couples out there that do exactly the same as us, and there's lots of people listening here now going, oh, I feel lucky that I don't do that to my partner. And if you are that, honestly, cherish that because that's a wonder. There are plenty of people who don't have the level of you know conversation oh, that we have, yeah, but of then course. not all of those people lost a parent when in their late teens, early twenties, and then have had all sorts of other things happen to them in their lives. I mean, of course, everybody's had their trials and tribulations, but I think losing a parent when we did has made us fiercely defensive. Yeah, and if your relationships in your life have been more simplistic, so you got together when you were young and that's the only relationship you've had or it's your longest relationship and you haven't had those ups and downs, you... you you probably won't relate to what we're talking about at all, but... Uh, I think uh, this is the sort of podcast that's important for people. You don't have to have kids. Here she comes. <gasps> you don't. You don't have to have kids to be able to relate to what we're talking about here. I think just being in a relationship, you can have all of the trials and tribulations that we're having because you never know what's around yeah. the corner. Yeah, and add that, add into the mix being a household with now three children, all those past experiences. And a dog. And a puppy, a monster puppy, might I add. Yeah, so 
all those things mixed together. Hopefully, people can relate to some elements of what we're talking about. Yeah, and I think we'll probably wrap this one up now because we've been going for like 45 minutes, 50 minutes or whatever. And hopefully you've all got... I thought hopefully you've all got at least something from this. If not just a piece of entertainment, then some bits of information that you can kind of take away and, you know, reflect on usefully for you and you know stick with us on this journey we're we're basically going to be talking to you the people of the world that sounded really stupid i've lost my train of thought <laughs> but basically we're going to be talking to you hopefully weekly maybe bi-weekly just about our situation claire's kids our kid our dog my mental health claire's mental health the general health of the public the coronavirus maybe maybe that can be next week's oh topic. god no. no fuck that god no um so yeah thanks for watching if you're on youtube thanks for listening if you're on itunes yeah thanks again thanks again for anyone who's stuck this far into it probably your mom yeah who will now hate me again um <laughs> <laughs> all joking aside sorry ruth i love you i really do uh, and uh, yeah uh, much love to you guys if you ever want us to discuss a topic then stick something in the comments or get in touch with us or you uh, want to know more about something that we've talked about yeah I mean Claire's we've talked about we've been very kind of chaotic yeah that's disparate, the word disparate no plan I think we should have more of a plan next time yeah maybe episode 2 will have a bit more structure to it you know we have winged it uh, we wanted to get something in the camp ramblings.com um, yeah but I think it's been good I don't know. Maybe it hasn't. Who knows? Well, you decide. I've been Marcus G. Richardson and I'll still be next time. And what am I supposed to say, Claire? Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks again for watching. You're so wanky. Oh, even you've said it now. Anyway, until next time, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, much love to you all. And um, be strong. Remember, it's okay to not be okay. And if you need help, get help. <laughs> <laughs>